Today we have our regular hosts, myself, Fashion Ruby. Oh, Evan Ruby. Sorry, I thought you were doing it. <laughs> yeah, you normally yeah, introduce us. I do. And we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do any heavy lifting. Really. Just, I'm uh, Evan Ruby, the brother. I'm Joseph Ruby. I'm recently adopted. <laughs> no, I'm Joseph Gabby. Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, the LARP podcast brought to you by Next Level Nerd podcast network we've been talking kind of amongst each other about some things going on in our larp communities uh evan and i recently returned to the very first larp we ever attended back in high school 15 or so years ago uh circle of swords gaming guilds larp called quest often called cosquest or just quest and uh some friends of ours are starting some larps that we recently spoke to on 321 um and so Evan and Joe are planning to attend the Alpha of Weird post-apocalyptic LARP, and so we thought it'd be fun to talk about some character ideas that they have. I don't know, I was thinking maybe like bouncing ideas off each other might be fun, or showing people how we come up with characters or think about characters we LARP with. But uh, first, Evan and I will kind of talk about our experience. Um, Our older brother started going back to uh, Quest, and he was taking his... his boys, who are uh, preteen, young teen age, and he thought that'd be fun activity for them. Um, I'm not sure what they think of it, but I had fun LARPing with his youngest boy because he's hilarious. But anyway, uh, since I moved back to the area and this LARP is much closer to us, we also thought that uh, Evan and I should go back and give it a try. Um, so we got to do that. We just went for about half the day on Saturday from like. 2 till about 10 10 p.m. So is that everything you remembered? <laughs> it it was interesting, that's for sure. Uh, it was a lot like I remembered, I guess. Came back quickly. What do you think, Evan? Uh, I just realized when you said that time frame that that's like really short time to be larping for us now, <laughs> considering we we larp from like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then again from 10 a.m. to another 2 or 4 p.m. <laughs> or a.m. <laughs> so eight hours is like one shift. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, since it was close, we kind of drove up and then drove back home and just NPC'd uh, so we could kind of quickly jump in and get a feel for the game and how it's running and if we want to keep going back regularly. Yeah, they were cool. Um having not been there for over a decade, you know, we were basically new players and they, we were treated. So, and they kept assuming we knew nothing, which is, you know, probably a good assumption on their part. Like when you get someone new in the game, you just assume they don't know anything, but you know, since we regularly LARP, we have an idea what's going on. And we once played this game. So we knew how this specific game went. So watching like half a mod, we, you know, remembered how everything went. I don't know how everybody plays, but a lot of times rules are kind of a concern of mine, you know? Like, I always, I don't want to mess up the rules or, you know, if someone's trying to accomplish something using a skill and I have no idea what it does, you know, it just kind of stutters gameplay a little bit. Um, So that was kind of one of my only concerns was, like, you know, slowing down the game by not knowing a certain spell or skill. Um, But wasn't too much of a problem 
they were either obvious or I didn't get a lot of skills thrown at me. We just kind of watched it first. And also, like, we got there and it was kind of bad timing in our part, I think. Like, a lot of mods had already been out. And so we arrived, like, when there was no one really to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, I actually found out later we got there, like, 10 minutes before registration ended for that day. Uh, and so one of the things this game does that ours doesn't is, like, wandering packs of mobs. So they'll just have give people stats. You know, you'll be goblins or ogres or whatever. And you kind of just wander around and see if you run into any players. Uh, so that's kind of one of the first things we did. We were just wandering goblins. And actually, the first people we came across were more NPCs who were wandering around, and we kind of came up with a little scenario that the that the uh, goblins and the um, Sahagin were sort of having a little turf war uh, in front of the inn to sort of coax players to come out and see what was going on and then fight them ultimately. It was fun for about a minute, and then some PC just threw a spell that put us all to sleep or whatever and <laughs> basically ruined our whole plan. <laughs> It was kind of funny because they started placing bets on us, which I didn't anticipate. Like, they were just kind of like, oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> Let these guys murder each other. We'll place bets. I actually did anticipate something along those app having, like, everyone, the PCs would come out and just watch and then <laughs> let the fight happen rather than actually get involved. Any questions, Joe, about what Quest is? I know we sort of told you a little bit about it, but I don't know if you even have much of a point of reference. <laughs> I mean, it's... I remember you mentioning it was more of like a, a game as in playing the rules and um, fighting and stuff like that, as opposed to, say, Frontier Dawn, which is like more rooted in role play or like a, a balance between the two. So, sure. so there was a little it was a little more casual and it's like take and feeling or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what I walked away feeling. Um, you know, however, we only experienced what we did so there may have been tons of role-playing going yeah. on at other places and you're also behind but, the scenes too as like an npc so npcs aren't normally always in character like as far sure, as like yeah. you're walking up to the mod and stuff like that you know you're right but i i kind of actually also got the sense because somebody that like a guy we knew growing up we were talking to him later and he said something about oh do you, do you prefer that more of the role-playing kind of game or, or something along those lines so i got the sense that it's not a heavy immersion heavy role-playing game um you know you could probably show up there and play that way and be fine um but i don't know how much other participation outside of yourself you'd get you know (laughs) um like there were some npcs um in the town that i noticed like anytime a player would walk in they would walk up to them and introduce themselves as a character they were and try to accomplish whatever they were doing um Usually those players had just come back from a fighter's and they were like, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was was definitely different. And again, it's like, I was talking to Josh Yoder a little bit about it. Like he was saying, that's what he likes about LARP is there's so many different styles and you can find your kind of flavor and the kind of game you want to play. So yeah, if you don't want to put a ton of time or whatever into you know, creating a character and a costume and um, really kind of being a part of the world and immersing that for everybody else. Um, you know, whether it's just not an interest in it or time or whatever, then there are games where you can still kind of feel like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons live action, you know, playing a game, getting loot, killing monsters, all that fun stuff, casting fireballs, 
Like I, I generally in my sort of limited experience on that day, that's kind of the sense I got, I guess, which is kind of cool. It, it is like we were sort of saying before, like in a lot of ways it takes the pressure off of like always being on, you know, or always being in character and worrying about like, how does this affect the story? And remembering that bit of lore that somebody just talked about, you know, um, so it can make it a little more, I don't know, relaxing and Gotcha. I think I'd like to at least try it out a little more and possibly try to PC um, just to get a feel of, you know, what it's like. And, you know, because it's close and it's an affordable day of LARPing for sure. And the camp they played at was really cool. So, so yeah, we had we had fun. I, I had fun. Uh, the last mod we did was really cool. Um, some guys we knew built a really cool prop. I don't want to give too much away, I guess, because I think they were still planning to use it and not everybody saw it. But it was really cool and they obviously put a lot of work into it and uh and the mod was pretty pretty fun we got to play uh it was pretty interesting how it all worked out and to see different people like so they kind of ran the mod in groups so like different groups anywhere from like a dozen or so to a handful would fight the thing at once you know kind of in time slots and it was kind of cool to see the different groups react you know some people just panicked and didn't know what to do other people kind of like stumbled a little bit but then got into it and figured it out and some people just left immediately because it was a pretty formidable foe we'll say um, but it's cool and they they've done a little a lot of effects and stuff that were that made it kind of uh you know more interesting and everybody seemed to really enjoy it or at least the spectacle of it so sweet yeah very cool there was a part of it where it was uh uh, not a typical LARP activity you have to do. I don't know. I'm trying not to give away anything either. But uh, it was almost like a carnival game. And uh, my first reaction was like, you put this task to like a bunch of nerds who probably have never done something this <laughs> in their lives. But then I thought like, there's people like like you, Joe, and Bill who play sports that would you know get that right away. Um, so it wasn't totally unfair <laughs> as it initially I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think LARP, mm-hmm. like, draws all crowds and, uh, you know. Right, yeah, when we first played, that might have been more true nowadays. Like they said, the guy that got it played the sport relevant to the activity, we'll say. Oh, okay. So, uh, and we were kind of laughing because it was, like, on their, you know, it was not their first attempt. It was, like, third or fourth during the mod, and we are like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you let him do it the first time? <laughs> but, but no, it's good, you know, keep things like different, you know, you don't want to just always have it be puzzles and always be fight a monster doing something else. I think is, is good for people, especially a game that's been running for however long they've been running 30 years or whatever. Yeah. I do think that's the biggest advantage they have. That's I'm guessing why they can afford that awesome camp and why they have so many numbers and, you know why they have all these different activities going on like that mod we just mentioned that was say um they have encounter cards that you just find these cards like randomly in the woods and then you take it to the logistics and they tell you what you find or what happens which is something that doesn't go on in our game again due to being newer and the size we have you know yeah yeah they were saying how it's just kind of a different way to hook mods you know instead of just always having somebody show up at the tavern or whatever right uh it kind of gives people reason to wander around and see what can happen and um have things occur that are sort of outside the story but still interesting give people something to do you know and they also have a 
forget what they called them, box cards or something. And they used yeah. to actually be boxes, and they were treasure chests. I, I think they said they used two by fours now. Yeah, like you'll go, you'll find the box and take it back to the PC sh- NPC shed, and then they'll give you the actual box with the lock to try to open or whatever the puzzle might be or something. So, cool. so yeah, I think it's cool to experience different things and see what you like, give you the chance to make new characters and meet new people. Uh, we didn't get a lot of time to talk to some people, but there were definitely some cool people and some people we knew that were my brother's friends from a couple decades ago who still play and they were they were the ones that came up with that mod that we played and I'd obviously put a lot of effort into it and some creative thought and stuff. So. And it was cool because they had other mods that kind of led up to it so if the players went on these earlier mods, they had uh, you know benefits and buffs or whatever to to face the adversary or not depending on how successful they were <laughs> it definitely made a difference for the for the parties so i think if i would i was thinking about this if i went back i think i might actually want to just have sort of a specific group like not that i wouldn't want to play with other people but i might want to have like my own set group like that way it's just kind of i don't know even like we're all sort of at the same level so it's not hard to balance it um you know, we could just kind of wander off on our own and do our own thing as a kind of complete party or a big enough group to handle a, handle stuff, you know? that makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> Should I try to be more social or... <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you're looking to go back, you should definitely, like, look to be more social, like, you know, get into the community or whatever, because that's going to... If it's something you want to do, you should... You know, you said you already have, like, it's people you know there and stuff like that. I think with any LARP, you know, the community is, like, the foundation of it. And, you know, kind of like there's a LARP out there for everybody, you know, part and parcel, like, the community of it as well. There's a community out there for every different LARP, or even if the game isn't a perfect fit. Sometimes it's more sure. important that the community is something that fits, too. There's LARPs in the area where you know in in the tri-state area where i haven't gone or tried them out because you know i think that i wouldn't fit there and i don't think there's there's nothing wrong with the people that go there or you know there's nothing wrong with me <laughs> maybe debatable. <laughs> <Sure. It's> debatable. <laughs> um but you know sometimes you just don't mesh with people i mean there's i mean Dare I say so? There's like, it doesn't matter what community you're into, you know. Like, you could go to, I, you know, go to Frontier Dawn. There's people I don't necessarily get along with, like the best. It's just stuff that happens. But you know, if it's an overall community kind of thing, then like, yeah, I mean, it's best for really both parties. <laughs> if you don't, for sure, sure yeah. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> or, or like the uh, Ruins of Destiny community again. I, I don't know. I felt like not necessarily a a mesh as much as like frontier dawn really but like people i could hang with you know what i mean yeah, or, yeah. or play with like i felt comfortable in that and they felt i don't know if it, not necessarily overly accepting but they were accepting enough and went with the flow enough um well, i mean that might be know. just a factor of like you know the game has been running for like right. 10 plus years you know you've gone back after 10 years and the game's still running so you know, those types of communities like tend to be a little more close knit and not as 
sure. Not to their fault, like not as welcoming, but um, you know, coming to an event unless you go like subsequent times, yeah, they're probably not. They're there to play their game and like have their fun, and you coming in is like oh, it's a novelty. It's not like, oh yeah, welcome, you know, like <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> like until you. they see you're committed, they're probably not gonna. True. Yeah. You know. Commit right. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference frontier dawn we were committed right away so yeah i mean but it's we got, a it's we got a welped them right yeah, away it's know? a newer game too you know oh yeah um we'll <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say i don't want to say it like <laughs> there's more of an obligation because we're a newer game but i i mean it is kind of the thing when you're starting in oh, LARP, you know sure. you are more open you want people to come you want new people you're establishing your community i mean i would say that frontier dawn's community was pre-established as we were moving from one larp that we had previously gone to and starting another um and the people that followed us were like there from the beginning but we definitely grown since then and we definitely want to continue to grow um but that's also our mission you know our mission sure. is always to be like open to new people open to new um larps and larpers uh around our community you know because we're you know for nonprofit, so we want people to come and have fun and and have a good time. Like it's not necessarily about the LARP experience itself. It's more than that. It's about the community. Yeah, and the organization has values that they emulate or whatever you know of inclusivity and yeah, support and yeah, all exactly. that stuff. You know, so helping people and, and whatnot. I mean, I'm sure that. It might happen that one day, like we're not as like <laughs> open. I don't know. Like you Maybe. can't, you can't call those Suppose. things. You know what I mean? I, I would, right. I would dare think not because um, Josh and Danny and T, who are like the core, you know, founders of Eternal Pizza Party Productions Incorporated, like they, that's their mission. You know, they're the incorporators, and that's, you know, if they left, yeah, I could see it changing. But with them being at the helm. I don't ever see yeah. that being the case, you know. <laughs> Always sure. going to be open, and if somebody isn't open, they're probably going to get the boot. <laughs> Guess we'll find out in fifteen years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, look, that's a good transition uh, to talk about one of the newest Eternal Pizza Party LARPs. Um, Weird will be doing their alpha in a few weeks, as of this recording, uh, and so people have started to get really excited about it which is cool uh because i remember seeing stuff about it online months if not even like a year ago um and, and not seeing much after that and just thinking like oh this sounds cool wonder when it'll happen and then it just seemed kind of like all of a sudden like they're ready to go and they had all this information and it had been you know really well flushed out and a lot of good options that a lot of people were getting good ideas about what they want to do and what they want to play and it's and it seems pretty different, you know, almost completely different than our current LARP, you know, going from sword and sorcery to post-apocalyptic kind of sci-fi um, setting. So it gives people a chance to play something totally different, which I think is exciting people. Um, so we had the idea that maybe we should talk about characters that we might play um, just as kind of a fun discussion. People might like to hear how we come up with characters or our process um, and that kind of thing. So uh, Evan has been 
keeping it close to the vest. This guy. <laughs> he's he's told me like maybe what class and that's it. He has thought of playing, but uh, I know he's got some ideas, and Evan's good at coming up with um, unique ideas and kind of real. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just something kind of unique and eye-catching or whatever interesting about a character that meshes well. Uh, I don't know what to say, but it's... I know you're overselling me now. Fantastic. <laughs> don't screw it up. <laughs> no, I can. I think I can live up to that. Uh, so we got invited to the Alpha, and that's where they've been posting all of the lore and the rulebook and everything. That group. And then uh, once the rulebook came out, I started eating that up. And long time ago i you know when we got back into larping we were just researching all sorts of larps and stuff and found out that post-apocalyptic larp was a thing and i always thought that um using a hammer that was made out of a cinder block like in a pipe or something uh and then using uh some unique shield like a road sign or something would be a really cool thing to do at a LARP if it was a viable thing. Like, if the shield didn't block bullets and everyone had guns, like, it probably wouldn't work. <laughs> but at this game, it seems that bullets are not completely overpowered. Um, at least they're kind of scarce. Um, even though there are gun, there's a gunslinger class, so probably not incredibly rare. But, uh, so that's kind of where I started with my idea. And then it turned out there was a Paladin-esque class in the game called Sentinel. And they're, um, you know, kind of uh, defense and support, which are uh, one of my favorite roles to play as a tank. So, And I haven't done that at Frontier Dawn at all, so I'm kind of itching to do that in a LARP. And then... Uh, they released the races were also in there, and there's one uh, I believe it's called the Lupins. Is that right? Yep. They're a uh, canine race, and some of their ritual abilities I think would work really well with the Sentinel and being a tank and being supportive and things like that. Uh, so nice. Now I have this kind of dog paladin idea going on, and. Uh, I was originally going to use like uh, an interstate or route road sign as a shield because it's actually is a shield <laughs> on the sign. Uh, but then I started just Googling road signs and just went through road sign after road sign. Like I know a lot more about road signs than I ever thought I would now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I got the stop sign and that to me was a little too obvious. Like, because they're everywhere. But it's not a the typical square or rectangle shape. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then I remember there's a um, stop sign near uh, one of the houses Ash and I used to live in where someone had spray-painted don't and believing on the stop sign. So it said, don't stop believing. Amazing. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's awesome. That's like perfect for like a Sentinel Paladin to have on a shield <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> so now I'm currently making a uh, stop sign out of foam, and I'm gonna spray spray paint the the same thing on it. It says "Don't stop believing," and then I'm gonna try to 
um, painter spray painted to look rusted and junked. So how do you yeah. feel about your entire religion religion being based off of John Bon Jovi? <laughs> I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> and if I get hit, I can say, shot through the heart! No. Oh, God. <laughs> if you get shot, maybe. Is that going to be your name? You're definitely going to get shot now that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have my kids shoot you. <laughs> be, since you're a dog, you should be John Bone Jovi something oh that's <laughs> actually, actually pretty yeah, good some, considering uh, my character is based off of actually uh uh a famous like surf uh musician yeah so we talked about uh, that i was trying to figure out what ranged weapon to use and i was thinking getting foam bones and throwing those like if throw because i'm like a dog uh, it could be knickknack paddywhack yeah uh, but I think um, a, like a hand crossbow would be more practical um, and still pretty cool. Um, and then I thought I maybe... I saw a lot I'll of people d- using Nerf crossbows at uh, Quest. They're, they're pretty cool. You could probably paint them look really nice. Right. And then I thought maybe I'd just use a Frisbee and put foam on the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Um, or other stop signs. Smaller stop signs. Maybe. Stop, stop, uh, stop, stop. So uh, they should be tennis balls. Oh, that's, <laughs> awesome. that's good. Uh, so I still want to use the uh, the shield road sign uh, in my armor. So I think I'm going to try to make one out to put on my chest. Uh, and I want to get tired to make like shoulder and like chest waist pads. Uh, and I've seen some cool designs on that, like on Pinterest to do that. Uh, and I almost actually stopped on the highway today because I saw <laughs> the tire that was blown out. <laughs> I was stopped and grabbed oh, that'd it. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, blown out tire is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe I'll just make more road signs and put on like my shoulders and back and chest for like plate armor. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Or, or yeah. uh, you know, the all popular uh, license plates. Yeah, or license plate. I was thinking of getting a. Uh, do not enter sign and hang it like off my waist <laughs> on the back <laughs> if you were gonna play guitar i found a guitar like uh mm-hmm. um what was it it was on reverb nation or whatever or reverb.com and it was like uh it was just your normal like telecaster guitar but then the pick guard was like license plates yeah which is pretty nice that's cool so I was trying to come up with a name, and I uh, was trying to think of like a common dog name that still sounds cool. And I started off with Victory, or Victor, or Vic. Actually, I was going to be Pitbull and be Vic, which maybe was a little too on the nose for Michael Vic. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I was thinking... I'm starting to like John Bone Jovi a lot more That is pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Champion, I thought, might be cool. Yeah, But I think I am leaning towards King now. And I might get, like, an old metal dog dish and, like, fashion it to look like a crown. Mm -hmm. To make a helmet. Like a powder crown. 
Yeah, and I actually wanted to make... Oh, I forgot about this. I have a blue sash for my Neptune costume I never used. And I wanted to put that like across my shoulder and like hang down and put like a first place ribbon thing in the corner. And that could be like... I don't, I'd have to look over the lore to see how this worked. Like, like he came from some like first place winning pedigree breed <laughs> but now he's trying to be like a guard dog and like do something with his life other than just be a show dog well mm. you used to be a model yeah, yeah. well <laughs> gotta have the high charisma if you're a paladin yeah <laughs> and I was trying That's to figure cool. out what dog to do and I was leaning towards Doberman because they're kind of like muscular and kind of cool guard dog looking but then I took a test online to see what dog I am and I got um, oh crap what are those little dogs called that was in uh, the Pekingese no the ones that are in uh, space, uh, that's the dog in Cowboy Bebop she mm. no, she a uh, corgi corgi yeah I got corgi and I thought that might be fun to role play but it kind of wouldn't go with the character I'm making <laughs> maybe they're supposed to be super loyal, I think. Yeah. That That's true. Good. But they're also, like, hyper and, like, mm. goofy, playful. Yeah, but every not every dog follows, like, the personality traits of the... Yeah, like, I guess that's true. Just like people. So, yeah, so that's what I got going <laughs> on. people, too. Anything else, like, personality or backstory-wise or anything, or...? Uh, just the costume and weapons <laughs> that's really all I had got through so far I did have a little bit about you know like him. No motivation or anything uh, I think motivation was to be like a loyal guard dog basically um, and I wanted to talk to Pete I don't know if this has been written but I wanted to find out what was more about like there's uh, I'm going to make it from Junktown which is the hometown of the Lupins but they have some like I don't remember if it was a cast system or like different houses in the game yeah. and they all meant something. I'm gonna find out a little more about this. Because there was like the guard house and shield and something else that all sounded very similar. Mm. You're in the doghouse? Yeah, the prison yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the last thing. Uh I someone I think Ashton or someone had something about saying being a hound dog. Uh, okay. All these Elvis jokes yeah. happened. I'm like, oh man, I should talk like Elvis <laughs> and be a hound dog. <laughs> I like you. I like you very much. I need to play a guitar. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought of uh, we should make a blues band that's from the uh, Hollow Town, and we could be the Booze Brothers. <laughs> Uh, man. Or booze traveler. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? <laughs> You're up. Let's uh, hear it. Up to bat. Where to even begin? I mean, we already talked about it during like the weird uh, thing, but Hell he did bit. release like the weird interview with the uh, staff and everything like that. But uh, he had released uh, more information in the alpha about the beachcombers. And the society of like the surf kind of community of wastelanders or whatever you want to call them, who mm-hmm. surf like the desert sands, and they worship the big Kahuna and stuff like that. 
and it's based on like 60s and 70s uh surf culture so having kind of like had a helping hand in the background as far as like rules or whatever i kind of knew about it so i've been playing this character for a while but um you know as soon as it was just like oh you can play like a surf rock character and i was like oh man that'd be awesome um well just like a surf character like a surfer dude living in the wastelands i thought was cool and then the idea came to me to uh play like a surf musician or whatever because like you know he released the lore and then i started like listening to like surf music and went to a actually went to a free concert a local free concert (laughs) which was like the same weekend as like a surf festival down um down at the beach like in New Jersey, which I didn't get to go to because I was busy, but you know, listening to all of that music and stuff like that kind of inspired me to be like, "Hey, I should just be a surf musician who uh, plays music to inspire people." And I was kind of thinking, like, when I looked at the rule system, I was like trying to figure out where it would best fit mm-hmm. because I didn't really have like an idea of like which way I wanted to go with the character playing music and and helping people or being beneficial or this, that, and the other. And so I looked at the healing class, which I can't remember the name of it. The Saba? Sawbone. Yeah, the doctor. And I was like, eh, it doesn't really fit with the kind of music theme, but it's close. And then I saw the the shaman um, character and the occultist, and I was kind of like torn between the two. But I was like, I'm already like a super easy target because I'm going to be playing guitar and I'm not going to be able to just like run around if I'm playing guitar. Um, so I was like, I need to be beefy because the occultist is like a, like a really super like glass cannon. Yeah. Like it, it does the most damage in the game, but you have like four points of health if less. Yeah. yeah. So um, as the weird... <laughs> weird shaman i can boost people's like effort and stuff like that and it kind of leads into the whole idea i had with it anyway with like being inspiring and stuff like that and inspiring people to to be better and kind of like an encouraging person like on the battlefield kind of thing like to get people's like spirits up by playing music so that just kind of fit hand in hand and then as far as the character itself and more of the personality dick dale who's like the king of surf guitar i think there's like a story of him and the guy from uh can't remember his name the guy from fender and them coming up with like the strat the original stratocaster and all that kind of stuff like that because uh dick dale would like just beat the shit out of his guitars (laughs) so they wanted to like make a guitar um that was you know if dick dale can play it and not break it then it's a good guitar kind of thing and so that's where like fender like old fender stratocasters and uh fender guitars kind of like get the um what's it called reputation yeah the reputation for being like sturdy and reliable guitars and and you know master craftsmanship or whatever so that's why those guitars from that era are worth like a lot of money (laughs) even if they're like even if the shit's beat out of them like even if they're like scuffed and the paint's coming off where i was still worth like a lot of money that's interesting. Is that where you're gonna play? What's up? <laughs> Is that the guitar no. you're gonna play? 
Uh, oh, I am playing a Stratocaster style guitar. I haven't. I was talking to a friend of mine who has a Yamaha Stratocaster guitar that they were going to sell me for a reasonable price, and I also found one for about the same on Facebook. That's like like a hot rod red, um, which fits more of like what I want, but it, it's a it's a to- it's a hard toss up because. The guitar my, a friend of mine was going to sell me is a really nice looking guitar, <laughs> yeah. and I want to like wear the paint down and stuff like that. Mm. And it's kind of got this like black shimmer to it. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to like either. I have to like build onto this guitar and like cover it and protect it, or I could just buy this dude's guitar who already has like scratches and dents in it anyway, and mm. it's actually like worth more than he's selling it. It's just you know people don't like buying like scratched like. Or dented fenders or whatever, sure, and it's a legitimate like Fender Stratocaster. So right. I definitely want to buy a Stratocaster because I definitely want I want the whammy bar is like a part of surf music. The like yeah, that's essential kind of thing. So that's a yeah, that's essential. Like it doesn't matter what guitar I get, I need that whammy bar. <laughs> Whether it's a T bird or a Stratocaster or a Telecaster, I need that whammy bar. <laughs> and I think like all three of those styles of body guitars like all fit surf rock so but yeah so now i'm like as far as the the character i was like inspired by dick dale and his music and that kind of goes into like the first time i ever heard him which was like on the lawrence welk show on like a rerun episode i was like really little (laughs) um i used to like sneak downstairs after my brother and sister went to bed and would watch like reruns with my parents (laughs) like i was like allowed to stay up and like watch it so yeah i mean that's like in my mind and then like later on you know my uncle who surfed and and taught me a little bit of how to surf and you know kind of reintroduced like when i was a little bit older like surf music and rock music in general and you know he unfortunately like passed away Hmm. while i was in high school so kind of like the idea of playing a surf rock character is kind of like brought those memories up but like it's at a time where i think like you know, I can handle it and I don't want to like push it down again. So there's some kind of like emotional like attachments to like this character concept that, you know, I've kind of come up with and especially like the part about like being inspiring, like to others and stuff like that. And like playing the music or whatever is like definitely part and parcel of the reason why I want to play the character that way. And so I had thought of this idea to play a human who was like a mutant and they'd be like a duck and so i'd be Duckdale <laughs> instead of dickdale <laughs> and um, nice. i joked about playing the uh the ducktales theme yes, song please <laughs> but uh instead it would be the duckdale theme song and it would be about myself and i would change the lyrics to be about myself um as my character or whatever <laughs> and how i inspire people and that was sort of like a joke to lead into like uh some Monty Python-esque humor with like the Holy Grail and, and Sir Robin, you know, and all that kind of shit. So (laughs) 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 to kind of give my character, like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a big guy. And like, uh, I thought that like, it'd be cool to play a character who, you know, people, I think usually equate me to playing characters that are physically intimidating or Mm. I just have an intimidating. So like, 
I thought it'd be cool to kind of make a character who's like, yeah, he's like, he wants to be inspiring all this stuff, but yeah, he might be a little bit of a coward and uh, mess with that a little bit. So plus like, you know, his whole like guitar and stuff like that is his, is his bond weapon or whatever you call it. Uh, The occultist class and the shaman class have their weapons that are like bonds or the occultist class has like their bond is specifically a weapon. And the shaman class has like uh, some kind of some, some, trinket or nostalgic item that's their you know link Mm -hmm. to their powers yeah it's like their focus so the guitarist is focused so like if people like try and run up to me and attack me like i'm gonna be like oh no don't like hurt my baby like you know kind of thing like like i'll be (laughs) as much as i want to help people like yeah don't hurt the precious you know uh don't mess actually yeah right (laughs) so it works into the combat strategy too so But then I was also thinking like, oh, I don't want, I, as far as being non-com is something that I had messed around with. And I was like, no, because then people can just like point at me and be like, I hit you. And I'm like, no, you got to hit me. Like, if you're going to hit me, you got to hit me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not playing that game. I, you know, I need to start running and getting in shape or whatever. And this is going to help me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Were you going to use a cool. weapon too or no? Um, I was... I'm in the process of trying to sketch out a harpoon gun. Oh uh, yeah, you did. It's like a harpoon, but um, I might actually make that and give that to my son, who wants to play a gunslinger, and he wants. To, I think he wants to play a Sawin type, you know, ghoul. They're like a ghoul esque race or whatever. Um, I think he wants to play one of those, but you know, like with the surf rock kind of, or the surf beachcomber aesthetic which i think would be cool so i might give the harpoon gun to him to mm. use as like a rifle which then i might just i don't know like i don't i don't necessarily want to do swords because i don't want to get up close to somebody and accidentally like whack them with the guitar although i do intend on like putting a foam piece on the head of the guitar where all the tuning knobs are and everything like that i want to put um something that looks like it's growing back into a tree because it's like been affected by the weird. Mm. And so when I asked about how the weird affects like objects, like it doesn't have like any kind of like physical manifestation. You can't see it. You can just sort of like see its effects as what Pete explained to me. So it kind of like the weird kind of messes with time. And so I was thinking, well, maybe the weird affected like this guitar in a way that it's starting to revert back to being a tree. So I want to make the head of it kind of like start to be branching out and getting new leaves and stuff like that. Um, and then on the body of it, I will kind of want to make it look like roots are trying to grow out the back or whatever. And that was like, it's partly an aesthetic thing, but it's also partly a protection thing to protect the guitar mm. and or people. <laughs> Cause then it's like, yeah, mostly the guitar. Like, yeah. <laughs> You have how long till the event? Oh man, not enough time. <laughs> and and like the biggest thing is that uh, cost, cost. Uh, That's sure. the biggest. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the guitar, because I like I have guitars, but I don't want to use mine because they're nice <laughs> right. or nicer. Um, so like I think my budget to buy a guitar was between like fifty and seventy five dollars. You know, maybe 80 if the guitar is right and there's like a case with it or whatever. So that's like my price range. 
And then you got to add uh, trying to build like a backpack rig to put speakers on. Mm, yeah. Because uh, I want to play an electric guitar because surf rock uses, you know, this drippy kind of reverb uh, sound from the old Fender amps that had that. So I, I got a pedal, which I was going to buy a reverb pedal anyway because I've recently started playing in a band. You know, I didn't spend all the money at once. It's something that I put like money into over time. I, I was saving money for it. So it was like, it was still like a lot of money to spend. But, but you needed it for other things anyway, right? Yeah, it was something that I was like intended to buy. Um, well, how are you going to use a pedal? <laughs> so you just going to strap or something? Or? So the pedal is battery operated, and I can, I'm going to have it like on my shoulder, like in the front. So I'm going to kind of wear this like backpack rig, mm-hmm. and there's going to be cable going from the pedal to the speaker in the back. And then from the other, from the guitar, like going into the pedal, I'll have that going on. Now it's just a matter of like trying to figure out what I'm going to do speaker wise mm-hmm. and sound wise. That's going to be cheap yet efficient because I don't want to spend like too much money because I need something that's like battery operated and that's going to last a significant amount of time mm-hmm. as far as like operation uh, wise. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Interesting. That's cool. Well, I got this image in my head of like having some like spring loaded thing that you like drop and can play, hit the pedal and play, and then you hit a button and it like springs back into your backpack. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I had messed with the idea of uh, having it on my leg and just being able to kick the side of my leg, like in in my inner, you know, uh, thought uh, like inner. Lower leg, Push your knees like together? my sh- no, like around like my shins or whatever. Like as part of like a boot or whatever. Mm, uh, I see. Because I was messing with this idea of, as much as I wanted to do like the Duckdale character, like persona or whatever, I started messing around with the idea of being a flustra, which is like a plant. Mm. So I I kind of had the idea of being like a seaweed. Hmm. Uh, plant. Interesting. Yeah. And Still then I would have. Or whatever. Yeah. And then I'd have like a diving helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, with like seaweed coming out of it or whatever. Um, so that was like another idea I had. But if I play that character, that's not going to be. Uh, that helmet is not going to be ready for the alpha. Because <laughs> that's like sure. an endeavor. Are you making? Yeah. I wanted to make one. I priced them out and they're not terribly expensive. As far as I think what people normally spend on armor, it's about $175, like roughly for one. That's like legitimate. Yeah, like a legitimate diving Mm -hmm. helmet made out of brass. (laughs) Sounds sounds heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's heavy. So I'm like, I could make this out of foam. It'd be a lot lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, then I was kind of like, I had made a long time ago, made a a dead mouse helmet. (laughs) <laughs> and um so as i was thinking like if i can just buy that globe again and then just like cover it mm. um that'll be like really simple and it won't be actually it won't be that much money um and it'll be easy to cover and then i can just like put fans in it so i don't like overheat i mean you already got that speakers in your backpack so. yeah and then i was actually thinking of putting the speakers like in my helmet 
instead of a backpack. Like just having them come out the sides or like mm-hmm. whatever. You could be the Halloween character and wear the dead mouse one with the speaker on the ears. Oh, actually, like I was looking at animated LED lights for like eyes and I wanted just like one so that like I could have like one eye and that would be like the port in the front of the mm-hmm. diving helmet. And it would kind of like blink and like look around and stuff like that, uh, you know. And if like I was like upset, it would like turn into a big X or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, zero from board. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, nice. For whatever reason, I could not find anybody that sold anything like that. I found mm-hmm. like others that like were animated with like two eyes or whatever, uh, but none with just like one eye. So. Mm-hmm. In Google Cyclops eye. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like another uh, race that was going to be in the game is called the Mechanica, and I think it would have been really cool to play this character as a Mechanica as like a robot. For other like like I wanted to do this thing where like I had a chest piece where I had like a, da- a tape deck, and I could put like like <laughs> like tapes in and like hit play and like you know they can play i can play along to like the tracks or whatever which would be hilarious or whatever <laughs> yeah. original bay might be giants down yeah <laughs> so that Character was like another idea drama like that yeah that's kind of where i that's where i got the idea um <laughs> that shows awesome <laughs> what um do you have like is this guy gonna have like a certain voice or personality he said inspiring but is he gonna sound like a surfer dude or surfer boy or i'm unsure because i haven't really pinned down uh the race like of the character oh i see and there's just a lot like technically like if if i do the helmet then i kind of want to do i don't know like a echoing like deep like voice that sounds like it's underwater or something like that But then I'd have to get like a vocoder and all that kind of stuff. So you can't just make a character job, Joe. You got to be like split personality, full body makeup. <laughs> true. true. Just, can't you're making it hard on yourself, which is awesome. Something, I am making it hard on myself. Some things like, never change. Yeah. Some things never. I have a lo- I have a lot of ideas for sure. this character. So. No, I like those. All, those are all good ideas. It's just time and money, man. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> the the bane of all LARPers. Cool. Anything else you guys want to share about your characters or character process? I don't know. Did you come up with anything yet? <laughs> yeah, I had an idea. Um, I like the martial artist for a weird. I like the idea of the stances. That, that, that was a really cool game mechanic they came up with. Um, and it'd be kind of neat to come up with role play things. Just, I don't really know any martial arts. Maybe I would learn a little. Um, and I like the the fish race, which I keep totally forgetting how to pronounce it. Sort um, of Orkins. Is that it? I don't know if any. Something like that. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it, but uh, they sounded really interesting. Um, and you know, I like characters that look, you know, different and have some kind of unique feature to them or whatever. So, and never playing like a fish race, <laughs> other than like one D and D campaign i played like a half water elemental or something but anyway uh yeah i had cool ideas of being like a squid martial artist that had like these tentacles that he whipped around and karate chopped people with might be cool and then i'd have like 
squid tentacles that I put back into like a, you know, war braid or a ponytail kind of thing. That might be fun. Evan had a good idea of um, if I had like tentacles coming down that were long and thick enough, I could just pick them up and fight with them as my bobber weapons. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, as kind of either like whips or nunchucks or like a, you know, club kind of staff thing. That'd be that'd be kind of fun. Um, and being kind of reserved monk style role play maybe. Um, I don't know if I've ever played any strictly kind of melee classes. Uh, I mean, my orc's kind of melee, but he's more on the tank side of things. I had a couple ideas for that Never After LARP um, of kind of making like a detective kind of... Uh, I thought of making like a, a combination of Sherlock Holmes and John Watson character. Uh, so kind of either he was actually like a private investigator detective but also had gone to medical school or something um, to play the healer class and give him sort of role-playing and uh, personality motivation stuff. I thought might be a fun character to see how that worked in the fantasy world. All my characters would be banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. We talked about it before. Yeah. And you edited I'm, it all I might have, yeah, I cut it most of it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's a, if you're a Patreon subscriber, I'll give you the raw files. <laughs> <laughs> to next level nerd um for quest i had a character that was just a bland healer human healer <laughs> and i based his costume off of the uh, final fantasy white mage motif uh and i thought of kind of revamping that and kind of updating that and still kind of making a cooler adventurer looking thing with the white and red triangles that was one idea or making a totally new character and just trying to do something maybe kind of fun. I don't know how, how much longevity it would have, but, you know, basing it off of characters I like. Um, like, they have a Kenku bird race, and so I thought playing the uh, bird guy from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild would be kind of fun. Because he has a cool aesthetic. Uh, I probably wouldn't roleplay him with his, like, attitude, although it's, like, interesting. He's kind of douchey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like super arrogant and full of himself. Um, but in a kind of like, he is like the best and he's really strong. So he sort of gets away with it kind of way. Mm. So uh, I don't know if I'd role play him. What was the other idea I had? Um, when I used to play 15 years ago, for some reason, I thought the Kenku class is really cool for some reason. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Play like a bird. But I was like too intimidated having never LARP before and only being like 17 or 18 or whatever um, to do like a costume and you know makeup and stuff um having like no experience in it or whatever i was like eh, i'll just be human <laughs> kind of <laughs> whipped out and just went the human route so part of me would want to like finally fulfill that like <laughs> be the kenku healer i initially imagined or whatever i've always wanted to make like a bird mask or something like that or you know your mouth movement actually controlled mm. like and stuff like that um I know when I made the Wada masks for Frontier Dawn, that was my original intention. And then we sort of came up with the idea to have just like the sheet of um, see-through fabric kind of like flow down and be able to be tucked like in a shirt or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they could kind of have this like big like kind of like uh, throat kind of look like a toad's throat. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, it worked really well in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it works really well. I didn't see him in action. I saw the pictures there. But like the face is just like static. Sure, it doesn't move. It's just, yeah, it's just static. So I mean, it works for what it does. I mean, I don't think it really. I don't think it bothers people really. I think no, they, I thought it was good. They look realistic enough that yeah, um, they're passable. So I'd say the biggest difference between our game and theirs is the hit point damage ratio. Like we were NPCing and some one of the PCs was fighting something and he was just standing there taking hit after hit after hit, like not even trying to block or dodge while he was hitting this thing. And he, the guy was singing, swinging for, I don't know, a decent amount. He just, he just took them all. Just kept taking hits. <laughs> like, yeah. if someone had done that in our game, they'd take three hits to be down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of magical armor, so like you can get a spell that gives you like fifty uh, hit points. That must have been what it was. Yeah. Cool. Thanks uh, for sharing, Joe and Evan. I always like hearing your characters you come up with. Thanks for listening. Uh, we had a fun time going back to LARP, kind of you know going back to your roots, uh, and uh, hearing about these new characters that we're excited to play and see in action. So this has been three, two, one, Lay on Podcast, Next Level Nerds official LARP podcast. Be sure to check out all our other shows, Handsome Evan and the Nerd Herds Gaming Podcast, Next Level Nerds Movie Podcast, and Sugar Frosted Cereal, which has some things in the works. Uh, Keep in tune for that. Some very exciting new ventures and new additions to the herd, as it were. But uh, we will see you next time. We are going to be LARPing soon. Our our regular game is in a few weeks, so we're excited. It's been a long time since since that game has run, so. See you next time, lovers. Bye-bye. Meh. I had a name for your character, Joe, if you didn't have one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's Captain Geach. Captain Geach? Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> I don't What is that from? It's from that thing you do. <laughs> oh, man. Deep cat. When they're in the movie, they play the band at the beach. Oh, yeah. The band's they're, name is Captain They're filming Beach a movie, and, <laughs> and they play the, like, band on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the right name is Duckdale. If I play a Felicia, I won't have that name, because I'll be, like, some kind of seaweed. Mm. Um, and then if I play a Mechanica, I'll probably choose something else. Mr. Roboto or something. Something like that. Like, you know, like. <laughs> it's, it's Japanese for seaweed. Uh, Nodi. That's all I got. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Edible seaweed. I'd probably be like Tsunami or something like that if I was That's like. I like Nori actually a lot. Tsunami and Neptune can hang out. There you go. Me. Nori Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Sounds pretty cool.